Yes. Now that's 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 our amount. That's a little heavy. For is, that, me. is that too heavy much? For her. Okay. Yeah. You just tell me when. And I've already warned right. her that as soon as, okay. that as okay. soon as you have some, you tend to get sometimes <laughs> talkative. It depends. It depends. <laughs> hey, hey, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too. <laughs> We're back for what? How many weeks have we been doing this? This is this is episode eight. Eight. Wow. So this is two months in now. Hey, let's go. We've got a great we've got a great one tonight because we have um by the way we've started in the house yeah (laughs) (laughs) and we hey we have two special things in the house we have a special guest and um set the video on that and we also have a special uh local whiskey here tonight little kansas Kansas city flavor right little uh rigers rager rigers rigers Rigers. Mm -hmm. there we go i always want to say rigers i don't know why this is the stuff that i would always for christmas i would get my boss when, when I had a boss, yeah, um, a bottle of whiskey. It would always be Rieger's. Never had it. Huh. It's good. I know. I've been around for a long time. Never had it. So. They make a good time. Hey, have you ever had that? Mm-hmm. I have, yeah. Go! Cheers. Does it want to tell you who our special guest is? This, you know yeah. I just know. <laughs> With us today is Dana O'Gorman, good friend of the family, and probably the smartest NFL person that I know. <laughs> okay. She's a she's like the perfect perfect besides friend for, me. Besides me, I said expert. Oh, okay. Oh, I, didn't, right. I, I didn't know right. if I said expert. <laughs> you didn't say I didn't say expert, but she knows way more than you do. That doesn't take much. That doesn't. No, take no, it does, it does not. Um, I've known Dana for. You really want to say that? Fifteen years now. It's been by, 15, Has it been that 16, much? Yeah. My goodness, it's been a while. She yeah. used to work with my wife at the hospital, Adelaide. Yeah. And uh, it's been a great relationship because whenever my wife and her are done talking, her and I start talking about <laughs> sports and it lasts for another couple hours after that. That's true. It happens. <laughs> um, but Dana writes for Our Turf. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us about that? Sure. So Our Turf Football is a website that is all female sports writers, all female NFL writers. Um, it started out as um, a website called NFL Female, and we bought it in 2017. And, I'm sorry, yeah. And then um, we changed it to Our Turf Football, and we cover. I cover the AFC and NFC West. Um, mm. We have four main writers. Each one of us covers uh, two divisions, but then we have um, other writers. We do podcasts. We've been around for a while, and now we're lucky enough to say that all of our writers are um, Pro Football Writer Association members. And, oh, sweet. And uh, so, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been, I always say I'm lucky I can remember it's 2012 is when we started because um, that's the year I can remember because that's when Russell Wilson was drafted. And so I can remember that. And and um, it's been a lot of fun. Now, how did you get connected to it? Or right, let, let's, can I ask yeah. you just about your journey from, um, I don't know if you, when, when you started writing or started even talking football. To what, where, what you're doing now. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I've been a football fan my whole life. Um, I grew up in Montana where there is no professional football team. So either you were a Seahawks <laughs> fan or you were a Broncos fan. And for some reason you chose the wrong side. No, I chose the proper <laughs> side, especially at that time because the Seahawks and the Broncos were in the same That's true. division at That's that true. time. And so, yes, I'm that old. But um, When the Chiefs so, were awful. Yes. Yes, that was, it was the, the, the best. golden yeah. ages. I know. <laughs> Right? So Dana's like a former rival. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah used to be. We okay. still hate the Raiders. If that makes you guys hey, happy, well, now we, we, we all have something in common. Yeah, yeah. There Cheers we go. to that. Yes. To so, um, but I've always loved football, and then um, I was just on Twitter talking about football and the Seahawks, and and the woman who owned NFL Female at the time came on and said, "You know, you're pretty knowledgeable about this. Have you ever been a writer?" 
not really in college and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing, but nothing. And she's like, well, why don't you just try it? And so I did. And I loved it right away. So obviously I've, I think I'm a much better writer now than I was back in 2012. There's been a little growth. Um, Seven years of a podcast will also help with that too. And Mm -hmm. so it was, um, the greatest part about it though, was the fact that I started to learn about the entire league. You know, when you're a fan of one team, a lot of times you focus just Mm -hmm. on that one Mm -hmm. team. Um, And so having to write about all the different rivals and do the podcast and talk about, you know, all the teams, it really makes you kind of grow to love the team and it's okay to like players from other teams, you know, know, like that sort of thing. And, and I really got a good appreciation for the entire league at that point. Sweet. So like, just kind of a quick question. How did you get, did you just choose the West? Cause there's other girls, you know, there's other ladies Mm -hmm. there that have all have cover a certain section or, or was that like, you got that first pick well I was just the Seahawks writer originally Mm -hmm. and then I picked up the whole division a while back um we we wanted people who knew the divisions and Mm -hmm. who knows them better Mm -hmm. than if your team is in it right and so I was just writing for NFC West at that point um we kind of whittled down some writers and the four owners decided we are always going to cover two divisions and then our other writers can cover the teams that they love Mm -hmm. because we want people to enjoy writing and you usually enjoy writing about sure. your favorite team yeah. more than you yeah. do yeah. others, of course, right? Of course. And so, um, and so I said, "Well, I live here in Kansas City, so mm-hmm. it's just logical to me to take the AFC West, also, because mm-hmm. I'm here. I hear about this team all the time. The Seahawks used to be in this division, right. and so I just kind of knew that as well. So it was a perfect fit. And and the writers are the right are other owners. Um, so Sonia, she um, is a Lions fan, so of course she took the NFC North, mm-hmm. you know. And then um, and then Lisa, she's our Miami writer, and so then you know she took those divisions. And so it just kind of really worked out that we all were kind of stationed all over. Kate's in Cleveland. She's a long-suffering Browns fan. Oh my word! Oh, We've talked about that. Yeah, that's not a good. That's not a good. That's not a good look for her yeah. on this podcast. You yeah. know, I I have so much respect for those fans. They have suffered. <laughs> they, they still stick with it. It's oh, yeah. impressive. They don't it's go anywhere. Doomed to fail. But and they still really hate the Steelers, and it's really fun to listen to them. So yeah, it's a good time. So yeah, so it just kind of naturally came that way, and it's it's worked out really well. So you wow. are a, a a part owner mm-hmm. of yes. our turf, mm-hmm. along with how many? There's how, four of us four, all together, and then owners. I think we have seven total writers and so yep all women so yeah and how often is your podcast um we right now it's real hit and rest because we've been kind of doing more zoom casts and posting Mm -hmm. it on youtube yeah Mm -hmm. um because really as you guys probably know there's not a lot to talk about in football until like the last two weeks yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) we started a podcast trying to talk sports in the middle of when there's no sports but that's not how it was originally designed we didn't design it that way we designed it to talk about sports like it was gonna be at the time we planned it there were going to be sports (laughs) Right. right, right, and then we all got blindsided. Then we all got blindsided. Yeah, but it's exciting been- news today in sports, though. Did you, I mean, you might not know, but Chris Jones signed a big deal. All right, we're not talking that yet. We're not going to go. No, there no, yet? I'm not done talking. Oh, okay. You can talk about <laughs> your Chiefs right. and okay. how I'm, I'm excited. excited. Oh, I'm I want to talk about. Of course, I'm you're super excited. excited. <laughs> so I just can't. Sorry, you're excited yeah. now, and then when the salary cap yeah. becomes an issue, you get to be excited for two seasons. Right. You don't get to be excited anymore. Hey, if Brett Veach can make a miracle like he did this last season, I. Yeah, and Veach, we trust. Okay. That's it all was a miracle. That's the only way the Chiefs were going to win a Super mm-hmm. Bowl is through a miracle. <laughs> yeah. And it happened. And we're going to win too. Yeah. We're probably going to win too. And now. I was actually thrilled at that win because, you know, being a Seahawks fan, I love to watch the Niners lose. So I was so happy <laughs> yeah, with that. Right? I thought it was great. <laughs> I told him when they won, it was it was like, okay, that's cute. You guys did it. Finally, 50 years. Okay. Pat on the head. If the Broncos can't do it and anybody mm. else in the division, sure. 
Yeah. Well done. I don't know if that was the vibe. I don't know if that was the exact vibe, but... Of course, when the Broncos won it, I didn't hear from him for days. <laughs> I remember when the Broncos lost it. Yeah, I do too. I remember <laughs> that. wasn't that. even a game. Come on, that wasn't even a good game. It was bad. There was so funny. Someone, some sports writer posted on Twitter and said, name your favorite football game in the most boring terms possible. You know, that's been kind of going on <laughs> yeah, social yeah. media. And so I put the best offense in NFL history got so scared of loud noises they couldn't play anymore because <laughs> they were scared of the legion of boom so yeah it was like everyone's like oh that's i think i've told you before i'm not they fumbled the they, first snap i'm not so much upset that they lost i'm upset that it wasn't a good game because you had this great great offense against this great defense and it should have been a clash of that and i blame john fox i think completely the broncos were not coached up to to even be there Mm -hmm. they were coached to beat the patriots the week before Mm -hmm. and then they considered that their super bowl right you know everyone kept expecting seattle to lose they kept waiting and waiting it's like well yeah that defense can't keep carrying them they were completely discounting russell Mm -hmm. wilson and what he could do on offense right but what they didn't understand is you know defense can score too and they did and and it was just enough i think they overlooked seattle they thought we had the best offense we're going to roll right over the top of them. I completely and agree. Yeah. That was, and then I, they did what Seattle did two years later. Exactly. Well, I just think, I think Pete Carroll is just uh, a great coach. Mm-hmm. I think he just put John Fox in a box and just put him out and said, John Fox was out of place. Yeah. As just, soon as that yeah. Super Bowl happened, I was like, he's he, not well, a coach he, that's going to win a Super he Bowl. He relied on Peyton just carrying, carrying him. Yeah. Right. And not, not he being in charge of the team. And because he knew Peyton was a veteran, which really, gonna let yeah. that, you know, he's going to let that slide. So, um, don't keep turning away. I can't hear you. Talking, but, talking to the sorry, mic. But Pete, we, I don't ever look at you on this side. That's true. We're typically right yeah. across. So, um, but Pete Carroll is just an incredible coach, I think. And I think, uh, he, he, I think he a coached, lot of people underestimated yeah. Russell Wilson at that point too. Like he was just so young, and they didn't. I mean, he didn't have a ton of film on him and what he could really do mm-hmm. compared to like where he's at today. And it was fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. Right. The interesting thing is it's very much in the same as the Patrick Mahomes situation. So, you know, they're so young, these young guys, you expect them, they come in and they do really well, but they don't win the whole thing their first season. Of Mm -hmm. course not. Who does that? Right. Mm -hmm. But then they come back in their second season. You're like, oh my gosh, they actually did the sophomore jump. Most football players from their first Mm -hmm. to second year make a huge jump. And they did. They both did. And they completely dominated in that spot because people weren't prepared for them. Unfortunately, what happens in football, as you guys well know, people become prepared for them after right. that. And right. so Which is why I think the Chiefs are going to come back to earth a little bit at some point. In two years. Yeah. Maybe less. Maybe one. Yeah. In, in one year after they don't time. have Travis. Probably about 12 years. Let's no. try about 12 years. You know, I, I, I absolutely adore... Um, Patrick Mahomes I was lucky enough to meet him at the Pro Bowl a couple of years ago nice kid super sweet right like mm-hmm. just fantastic but one player does not make a team so then they add mm-hmm. you know they did get Jones's um, contract done today four years it's pretty good it's like chip 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 they keep chipping away at that cap you still have Frank Clark who I love and adore because he played mm-hmm. for Seattle for right, a long time right. and so and he you know has a huge chunk of that of that salary cap mm-hmm. and so you have to be kind of Weary, and you're watching. They're like, "Oh no, the cap's going to go up. The cap is going to go up." Actually, it's not. Next year, it's going to go down, which is doesn't face the Chiefs at all because right. they've pushed those big numbers right. down the road. Sure. What the biggest has, Patrick Mahomes hit is going to come like four it's like or five, five years, I think like that, five, yeah. five and six when it becomes like a sixty million dollar cap sure. hit. But at that point, 
and I don't know if you guys have been watching, but the NFLPA, you know, they're going back and forth on how they're going to deal with this this right. season. One of their suggestions was, no, you can't take 35% of our salary, which is what the owners had asked for, mm-hmm. and put it in escrow, which isn't really what they would do with it, um, to kind of pad their losses this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the NFLPA came back and said, no, you can't have our salary, mm-hmm. but what you can have is you can all your, you know, gather all your losses and recoup them over the next 10 years. So the current players right now are completely screwing the future players. Right. Because they're bringing that cap. <laughs> and so that cap isn't going to get huge. Yeah. And so that's why I think that that, this is going to, that, that contra- those contracts are going to hurt a little bit in a couple yeah, of years. Yeah. Well, I think that's why they gave them a 10 year deal because they knew, they, one, they understand how great Pat is and they knew, hey, we understand there's going to be some, uh, creativity needed for this cap as we look forward and if we look at a six-year deal or a seven-year deal it just doesn't give us enough time to really get through this little run here that we have on the two-year window and then get into the big money deal and then get two years of just great drafting but right because because right now you got the frank deal you got the jones deal and you got a lot of guys that restructured to stay on this team because they're going to win championships. Yeah, but they only restructured for a year. You guys are going to, I mean, the Chiefs fans need to grasp the fact that Travis Kelsey won't be on this team in two years. They just need to understand that right now. Nature it, of the business. It, it is just is. And at first, I'm going to tell you, I traffic, Travis Kelsey reminds me so much of Gronkowski. Sometimes it just kills me. They're both so goofy and silly. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just great guys. And I thought, you know, he might pull what the Patriots did. And we can talk about how the Patriots managed to do that for so many years um, if you want. But they... He he might take a pay hit sure. to stay on this team. Absolutely. I believed it till I read that he was buying into the Mets. Hmm. When he was joining the oh, ownership group that's yeah. buying into the Mets, I'm like, this guy's long-term and he's money. There's no way. He's going to see past the hometown He's going to go deal. get his contract he because is. he's a Super Bowl winning tight end. Right. And then he'll probably retire early, which wouldn't surprise me either, like much like Gronk has. So he'll get one more contract, one more deal at good mm. money so then he can take his money and have his money make him money later. Yeah. Do you know uh what percent that he is trying to buy into the Mets? I don't know. It's such a it's a large group. It's it's yeah, a really right. large group. It's a big group, group of guys. Yeah. It's like Erlacher's $2 billion. in it. Yeah. Like there's a whole bunch of people. I think it's mm-hmm. 2.1 billion, I think yeah, is what they're what, looking at. It's like at. 2 billion something. Yeah. yeah. Um and I know that Jennifer Lopez and um A-Rod. A-Rod are buying the majority of mm-hmm. it. But it's much like what happened with the Seattle Sounders with MLS. They needed a mem- uh, ownership group, and so well, that's what happened have- to the Royals right here. Exactly, Eric Stone Street, a bunch of those guys bought mm-hmm. into the to the ownership group. Yeah, and but those numbers are pretty little. What they own, I think this is a little bigger. It doesn't say. Yeah, yeah. they haven't I, I'm gotten sure they any won't details. Really yeah. Not until yeah. they're probably owners. Yeah. yeah. So. Hopefully, they do better than the Marlins owners. Did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hope. Well, the Mets are buying, I mean, when you buy a team like the Mets, you're buying like, uh, also you're buying the market, right? You're not just buying the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're in New York City. The Mets are in a sticky situation though, because the they still is have a to pay off. The Marlins uh, was a bad deal from the get-go. Miami is not a baseball town. That's not. That team's got a, that team really needs to pack their bags. They need to move the to Nashville. I mean, Nashville. I think Nashville would be I think great. Nashville makes the most sense. I think Nashville or maybe like a Charlotte or something, just, it's got, or maybe even... This might be weird. New Orleans? Baseball? Dude, baseball's huge in the South. You come across that Atlanta, New Orleans, Mississippi, Alabama area, baseball is... I think you're is, more likely to baseball get like is a, a sport. It's like baseball San Antonio team before you would get a New Orleans team. Yeah, but Texas teams struggle too. I mean, they have their kind mm. of, their solid teams. And not just in baseball, I'm talking in general. Sure, yeah. You know, they have, they are football 
in the Astros. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's what you got. True. You know what I mean? And so even like even the Rangers, they get cheated old. all of them. They just cheated all of them. I think. Right. <laughs> that's fair. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. New Orleans, though, in the summer, it would have to be in a dome. It's so yeah. Hard. Yeah. Well, it it's is. hot in Miami, you know. Right. That's true. <laughs> You know, it's a little bit further That's south fair. and it's a, just as humid but I'm, it's just not a good draw I, I, it's hard uh, in a, well, ta- they, they in a had town an like opportunity. that well it's it's such a blended sorry community. we didn't mean to talk baseball yeah. oh, I don't mind at all no I just I don't know near as much about that as well uh, they yeah. had an opportunity yeah. when they first bought the ownership and then um, they elected uh, to stay because they just built that they stadium. elected to stay and then they shipped off all their players after I'm going to feel awful if I get his name wrong Jose Fernandez no what was the pitcher that died yeah. early in, his, in the boat accident? Yeah, yeah. Jose yep. Fernandez, like the stud. They mm-hmm. had this team built around him. Sure. They had an amazingly stacked roster, mm-hmm. new ownership, mm-hmm. and then he died. Yeah. And I think at that point they were like, well, we're shipping everybody else off. Yeah. Which was the wrong call to make. Yeah. Well, Because their, fan, their fans were in the stands. They hosted an all-star game. There were so many Marlins fans. Mm-hmm. They weren't awful. They weren't winning anything. Right. But they weren't awful. They were competing. There was an opportunity there, and then they, they just missed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a super sad story because yeah, that guy, he was a phenomenal mm-hmm. pitcher. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. He would he he would be. Just like would, Oscar Tavares in, in St. Louis when sure. he died. Mm-hmm. Although St. Louis didn't ship off everybody else when that happened. It's just super sad when that yeah, happens. It's, yeah. It's unfortunate. These kids don't know how to well, act had, with success. Well, well they, it's not so much that. that just that, that franchise had invested so much into that kid. Building yeah. around him, and you lose that. But and with Stanton, Azuna, Yelich, yeah, D. Gordon was there. I, they were stacked. They were ready to roll. That was a team. That was mm-hmm. a good team. They were young though. I digress. It's <laughs> not <laughs> <Is that> right. <clears throat> it happens. Um, I want to hear about some of your highlights from being with our turf. Oh, because you come back with some incredible stories, and you've talked to on your podcast with. Uh, I know you talked with a former Broncos GM at some point. Yeah, um, you've you've met, gotten to meet quite a few people and, yeah. and travel around and kind of live somewhat of an NFL dream, so a, to speak. A little bit. It's been it's it's not, some days it's a lot more fun than others. But no, it's you know <laughs> the interesting thing about it is when we all started this, it, it was really a novel idea. It's like oh, I know women. You know they're like women at ESPN mm-hmm. and there's women eight in places, but you know for them to start up completely alone without yeah. you know a male anchor there's women or, inside of right, these male based right. sports organizations yeah. yeah well they just loved it they they just thought that was such a great idea and so when we would ask people to come on our podcast or to you know be interviewed we got yeses from some really great people right away I mean you know I've interviewed Andre Reid I've interviewed you know Jim Trotter um, Ross Tucker we've done just some great people mm-hmm. that just welcomed us they sure. were like okay you guys aren't just we call them the silly pink jersey girls, and that's mm-hmm. no offense to anyone who has a pink football jersey at all. But that's just, Seth has one. We, yeah, that's right, sparkles and everything. Very proud of it. Yeah, <laughs> but you know that's just that's just not who we were, you know. And and so we, you know, we were the women that took it very personally when mm-hmm. Cam Newton said, "Oh, cute, a girl knows about routes." We're like, "Whoa, no!" You know yeah. what I mean? That yeah. was that was a little much for us. So um, so instead, we you know just kind of started going after you know talking to these people, and they're like, you know, you should talk to this person, and it grew, and we were really lucky. So we've been to the draft a couple of times um we kind of have split up um lisa um our miami writer she goes to the senior bowl every year and has made some fantastic contacts through there but she has met all of these kids before the draft mm-hmm. she's obsessed with justin herbert by the way for <laughs> the chargers we'll talk about that a little bit later but you know so they love that and then i go down to the pro bowl and I, that's a blast if you can ever go to a pro sure. bowl you could skip the game 
and just go to the practices all week. It's so fun. Mm, it's I a bet. great time. And yeah. they interact with the fans and they love kids. But there's just and, so much talent on the field at one time. It's a little right. overwhelming. You know, I'm, you know, I'm lucky I'm sitting there, you know, interviewing Cam Jordan and I get bumped and, you know, it's, it's, you know, Calais Campbell, who is the biggest <laughs> human I've ever seen in my life. He's a huge human. I don't know. Chris Jones is a big human no, too. No, I, I can't even describe to you the size of Calais Campbell. Like it's overwhelming. Yeah. Like a giant. Mm-hmm. Like Hagrid. A wall was you know? Yeah. Like it was crazy. Hagrid. Yeah. Huge. You know, it's a huge How thing. long in there's a like, Harry Potter reference. <laughs> takes me a minute. But so, you know, it was really, um, and so that's been super fun. Mm. And, and, you know, I, I'm, I've, I've been lucky enough to, to meet a lot of these people. I don't really get starstruck anymore. I don't get really excited. I have to admit, though, I was at my first Pro Bowl and I'm watching, you know, the NFC practice and I kept feeling something tickle me on my arm. And I was like, what is that? What is that? And I look over and it's Sierra, Russell Wilson's wife, you know, the R&B singer. Yeah. Her hair kept brushing me. I was like, oh, no, that's cool. Like there are all these fantastic right. football players in front of me, but I just didn't expect that. And it was really neat. But yeah. And I will tell you, they're all super generous and super kind. I haven't had anyone refuse me an interview. Even Earl Thomas, who is the that's gr- crazy. grumpiest football player on the planet. Love him, but he's mm-hmm. grumpy. And I walked up and like, hey, Earl, can I ask you a quick question? And he's like, oh, yep, what you need? Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I've won the Super <laughs> right. Bowl. You know? I totally so, expected you to say no I here. did. I expected him to spin and walk, but he didn't. So it was it was really great. That's great. Yeah. That's so and cool. So those are the the, the highs. Yeah. Well, What's been the, the challenge of, of doing this? Keeping um, up the pace? Are you? So to speak. Yeah, during the season, it gets a little, I mean, mm-hmm. you're writing three and four articles a week, you know, trying to keep the, you know, everything fresh on the website. You know, you're doing post-game analysis. You're doing, you know, pre, you know, preview of the next season. Yeah. You have, you know, all these different teams. And so sometimes you have to pick and choose. Um, the other thing, too, is is working for that respect a little bit. You know, people, sure. they're like, you know, time. you get, and it's always fans. It's not mm-hmm. people in the sport, you know, they're like, Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. So that's kind of was frustrating the first couple of years, but yeah. now it's, it's gotten a lot better. Um, and so it was good. We got turned down a lot at the beginning. You know, we applied for the hall of fame, which anyone can get a press pass to the hall of fame because and, you're, you're female. Yeah, well, I don't, you don't know if it was that cause it was NFL female at the time. So I don't know if that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. We got turned down forever. And then finally we got in and, um, and we were lucky enough at that point, then it really kind of opened the door because at that point you get yeah. to kind of go around. So yeah. that was a fun year because that's the year um, that Walt, uh, Andre Reed got inducted and I had just interviewed him a few weeks before. So that was oh, really nice. fun. We got to chit chat yeah. with him and everything. So it was good. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun and taking me places I didn't really ever think I would go. I yeah. mean, it's just yeah. random to start this, you know, in my middle age, I guess you could say, you know, it's like, oh, what do you do? Well, is that the reason you guys changed your name to Our Turf? Was like the NFL female almost viewed negatively? Well, you know. Sorry if that's a uh, an awkward question. Not at all. No, okay. not at all. Um, No, we just really wanted to change that. Well, NFL female, A, we were worried about copyright. Right, <laughs> like we yeah. didn't want to get a letter no, from the fair, NFL fair that said, hey, cease and desist. Right. Yeah. They own everything. They do. Every version of it, every color, everything you can imagine because we looked it up forever. Raj come um, knocking on the door. He what? Yeah. And so we wanted to avoid that. We wanted to be when we bought it and we decided to go in a different 
a different direction. They, she had really, Liz, the wonderful woman who owned it before, really focused on the fan aspect. And, you know, yeah. so you could be real rah-rah in your articles. And I have the best team ever, even if it was the Cleveland Browns. And no, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they were struggling or whatever it may be. And um, we really wanted it a more of a professional site. And so we really wanted to change it. So we actually put it out there to a lot of our other media friends. And then we're like, you know, what do you think of this these couple of names? And they actually helped us pick. Oh, that's cool. Because like it's Archer, cool. too. Yeah. In. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's Archer. Has there been an interview that you wanted and didn't get? A million of them. Which yeah. one? What's your, what's your, like, your... What's, your, like, the like yeah. the white whale, you know? So, I... And this is... Good, good I mean, I think that's, that's like good. Robert, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, being a Seahawks fan, I chased Pete Carroll around that field all over oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the uh, Pro Bowl last year, and he did an interview with anyone. He was just so hard to get. I'm sure he was so over football at that yeah. point. He was mm. way done. And so that one would be that one would be a, a really big one. Um, and I would really like to interview Roger Goodell. I know it'll never happen, but I would love to get him to actually tell me Ugh. how he wants to. I know. <laughs> He's you kind of want to see up close his personality to see if, I don't think like, I do. is that really how he manages things? Is that really yeah. his decision-making is it process? Slick Rick all the time. Like, yeah. that's what I want to know. And so it's the same way. Like I would, I would almost like to have a conversation with Bill Belichick because is that really how he is? I think Adele is like one of the worst people in the world. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I have no interest in ever like, sitting down and talk to him, getting his pick on things. I just think he's just, he, he's been one of the worst commissioners ever. And he, the, the way he approaches, um, making decisions is just asinine to me in a lot of ways. So, um, but I'm glad you guys want to do that. Well, but you have to look at it this (laughs) way. He, you you consider him a a bad commissioner from a fan's point of view. Mm -hmm. Look at it at a business point of view. This is a $9 billion business yeah, 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 and yeah. he has completely changed the face of what football is. And so as an owner, mm-hmm. as a player, cause they're getting bigger contracts, obviously, as you know, now yeah. than ever, they're making more money than ever. He's, he's not done such a bad job if that's his job. Now, if you look at a commissioner as the rules and we're going to lay him down and we're going to follow, we're going to do this. Which is a huge part of the sport. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, he's definitely had a bumpy ride. <laughs> I also come at things from a journalistic yeah. standpoint. I want to interview almost anybody. Right. Yeah. Even too. if it's somebody who I, from a distance, despise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to sit down and interview him. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't... Because I can either enhance or affirm my... <laughs> You're like, yep, I was yeah. right on. I was right on. My right. with them or... Yeah, I finally put myself in their shoes and they, they open up and I see a different side to someone. So I don't know if you follow uh, Barstool Sports. I don't know if you do you that send a me bit. stuff I on say, Instagram all the time yeah, from them. I, I still do. don't follow them. So all no. I see is this this clip is unavailable. So no. But anyways, uh, the, the president of Barstool Sports, he's a huge uh, New England fan, right? And he's always Gross. been. And he... So uh, diluted, obviously. So there was this contest <laughs> and, he, and him and Roger have had this like uh, like he's kicked, Rogers kicked him out of Super Bowls a couple of times because of his press credentials. Like they rejected his press credentials. Because he's a horrible human. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. And uh, and so do you know this guy? I know who Barstool Sports. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, that's fair. And uh, anyway, so he, Shows there was a con- I know there. Was, I know there was. I I, I find it uh, entertaining. Yeah, entertaining. Okay. Then that's fair. Um, anyway, so there was a contest where uh, Goodell had set out and wanted to do like watch. Uh, I think it was like a game, like a Monday night game or something with, with him at his house, like in his like, and it was an auction, right? So and then yeah, they uh, were raising money for COVID at that time. Yeah, the whole yeah, NFL right. was doing things. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. and and he bid something like a quarter million dollars, and it was the highest bid. 
and he won the bid. And then he got, and then he, oh, Roger found out oh, it was no. all Dave, and he said, mm, "Not so fast, my friend," and rejected it. And it just that just shows me like he. That's that's why I'm saying like in terms of like he wouldn't want to sit down and have a discussion with. Well, that also could have been a, a business decision. It was. I mean, very much it's very much yeah. because he doesn't want the bad PR, doesn't want to deal with all that, and, and or he knows he's being baited. Some of that too. Even people right? that I don't yeah. like are smart enough to see that. Right, but the fact that is is he was going to donate all that money to help the part help this charity or, or, or uh, yeah go to this particular thing, and then Roger's like, nah, we don't need it. We'll just pick somebody else. Fair enough. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, you're right. It shows everybody's colors in that situation, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I no, just think it, Roger's still <laughs> terrible. Commission. You're not alone. A okay. lot of people have a real problem with Roger Goodell for sure. Absolutely. I mean, it's been a lot to deal with, also with a lot of, I mean, unforeseeable issues with the league and just sports in general. Sports in general. I, I can't imagine being the NCAA right now. I can't imagine NFL. You know, they're 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 trying six ways to Sunday to make money because that's what they're there for right and to not be accused of making you know putting people in a situation where they could die i mean they really Mm. are it's such a Mm -hmm. it's such a balancing act i mean especially at the college level these are kids you know and so they have to be extra careful with them and you know those athletes don't get paid which is a whole nother Mm -hmm. conversation but and so that puts it at even a different level because you yeah. can say an F and NFL player, well, you make millions of dollars. You yeah. know, this is part of the risk of the game or, you know, baseball or hockey or whatever it is. Sure. Those are kids. They can't. So I feel bad for anyone who, I mean, businesses, school districts, everything that are, are trying to All these people that have to make decisions that, don't, that, that affect thousands yeah. and thousands of College things, is definitely in the toughest spot. Right. Oh, College is definitely, sure. I think that is the toughest And I think they're making right the there. best decisions. You know, a lot of them are considering pushing football off mm-hmm. to spring. I think that's not a bad idea. Now it's going to suck for those kids who want to go draft because they won't play. Mm-hmm. They won't play this year at all. I guarantee you, kids, if they push football off to spring, then those kids are not going to risk The biggest injury. people that suffer are the ones that are the most talented right. who are missing out on opportunities that... Exactly. previous years mm-hmm. it just rolled into place yep yep i think about all those kids there was a handful of really good nfl prospects that decided to go back to school for one mm-hmm. more year and i'm like oh those poor kids yeah. there's gonna be one yeah. of them that gets injured and it's gonna or they're not gonna, gonna get picked or, they're, or they're not gonna get picked yeah, yeah because yeah. there's gonna be other talent that comes up ahead of them exactly and they lost that one spot yeah in one shot um but i do think if we get to the first pitch in baseball <laughs> in the major league if we can get to Opening day, and we, we are. Out. I know we're getting off nine close. days away. We're not. We're, if we get to that pitch, I think we'll have. You think sports. we'll see all sixty yeah, games? I think we will. I Do think you see that will. we're now doing some exhibition games? There's a Cardinals Royals yeah. exhibition. I think game. there's a Astros game coming up too. Yeah, well, they're hopefully. <laughs> what if they're going to be banging on the trash cans for that? You know, for the exhibition <laughs> game. You think they'll do that for the exhibition game? How big of cheaters are they? I think it would be really funny <laughs> if one of them actually did it really loudly. <laughs> I can't wait till the season starts because every game they go to on the road, <laughs> the biggest the whole, winners, all the fans are just me banging on trash cans. This is gonna time. be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be it's a horrible be person right now. The biggest winners of COVID are gonna be the Astros. Yeah, because their players oh, are gonna sure. be pegged a hundred fewer times. <laughs> for sure, because there's a hundred fewer games. Yeah. Oh yeah, that are, that are they're just gonna be pegged their, every. <laughs> that are there's gonna be multiple guys in like every game. It's like oh my gosh, they're gonna have to just. Okay, go. Dana. Wait, I have a question. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. Listen, yeah, you got a question. I, yeah. I do the we'll interviewing most yeah. of the time. So, yes. so but my, my question is, do you actually think there'll be fans in the stands? That's very optimistic. No. No. I like what the... I don't know if other teams are doing this. We live in Kansas City, like you said, and mm-hmm. we follow... I almost follow the Royals and Chiefs more than I get to follow the Cardinals and Broncos because I don't listen to their sports teams or their, or their you know, their radio mm-hmm. broadcasters or whatever. 
No, I don't think there's going to be fans in the stands. But they've said, okay, take a picture of yourself and we're going to make a cardboard cutout. Mm-hmm. So, like, we did that for Charlie and he's going to hopefully be in the stands for every yep. home game. I Sporting think that's Kansas, super clever. Sporting Kansas City sent out a questionnaire that said, if we asked for this, would you do it? It was the same thing. Because I think I, yeah. that they're expecting there not mm-hmm. to be fans. I mean, in football, you can already feel it coming because, you know, Almost every team now has already pushed their season ticket holders to next season. They already have credit. They've refunded all the single game tickets that they had. They said, if there'll be fans, we will resell these tickets. But you have to understand, you'll be nowhere near your normal spots. And we could do a lottery of of season ticket holders. Again, you're not going to be in the first row. They're probably going to tarp off those first 30 rows, Mm -hmm. sell it as advertising, which is what they're doing in the Premier League in Europe for soccer that they're going to do in MLS. Mm -hmm. And so... Without a vaccine, I don't see how... I, I just don't I don't understand I don't see how they would take on that liability and that's what it becomes Correct. down to is nothing but liability. It's not that they couldn't take Jacksonville said if we can have fans we're gonna take twenty five percent. Okay, that's brilliant. In an NFL stadium, that's plenty of space mm-hmm. to put people where they're supposed to be. But they're like outdoors. Yep. Yeah, there'll be no liquor sales, there will be no tailgating, all these other rules. That makes sense. But you get one person. Even if they sign a waiver that says yep. I promise not to see you and they can say, Well, but I But they had post a- on social media mm-hmm. that they got Yeah. COVID at right. the Jaguars game. But, or they say, I expected a higher level of cleanliness. Let's see mm. their seat oh, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're going to say, so you didn't meet your waiver. It, it's it's not how much money can they make. How much are they, would they lose if they let somebody in at that it's so point? so risky. It is yeah, real Yeah, I don't risky. think, I think um, it's going to be very difficult right now in this environment to have fans. Mm-hmm. I think if we get into, uh, let's say, October and things have progressed, in, in terms of <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. in terms of to the better side, right? Mm-hmm. Then maybe as we approach certain uh, aspects of the playoffs and baseball and stuff, maybe mm-hmm. you'll see some fans like there. like a but is, was it New Zealand who hasn't had like they're now down to zero cases or whatever. I I don't, I don't really follow yes, a lot that, of this, yeah. but that like, is true. That's the only situation where I could see where they would say, mm-hmm. yeah. "All right, we've had very few new cases. Mm-hmm. Let's try to integrate fans yeah. in the stands." Yeah, and at I think, a minimal. But at the end of the day, yeah, I agree with you. I know where you're going. Rare, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think it's important to just have. Let's have sports. Let's watch something where people compete. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be. But really everything weird. about it's 2020 be, has been weird. Yeah. What's not to be weird right. right now? Yeah. As long as we keep the murder hornets out of the out of the stands, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> That's yeah, keep idea. the mortar. Yeah, murder the mortar, mortar hornets. <laughs> yeah, get them out of there. Okay, Dana. Yeah. Yes. Are you? Ready? Oh, did you have any other questions? Yeah, right what now? is no, the other right question? Now. I'll get that. Okay, yeah. I'll get that. Okay. Um. Hey, not not too bad. Do you like Rieger? It's not bad. It's good. It's, it's good. pretty good. It's one of my yeah, favorites. It, okay. Yeah. I support it. One of. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. I think it's right up there with the local stuff that we've had. Yeah. So. Yeah, Union Union Horse was good. Union Horse was fantastic. I think it was, it's like one of, one of my favorites. We were pleasantly surprised yeah. by you. Yeah. But have you ever had it? Good a, job. Uh, probably. How much my husband? Doing good. Well, my Paul's, husband. Paul's a whiskey Paul's guy. Paul's a busy whiskey guy. Should have brought yeah, him. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I should have invited him. But then him. you ask him about sports, he'd be like, uh, ask yeah, Dana. Like, I don't know. Let's just drink whiskey. Here's what Paul would be like. Uh, yeah, right. My, I bought my I husband. I don't know. We went to a... a, a football game down in new orleans when the seahawks were playing the saints a few years back and it was right the day before halloween so then we stayed in new orleans for halloween oh, yeah. and it was really fun but um i bought him a shirt it has a big you know the seahawks logo at the top it says i married into this yeah. because he, he's like this is not that is not his jam soccer is much more his world and so we've kind of gotten into that but yeah i love him to death so, he's such a cool guy in term, yeah in terms of the nfc west though what yeah. what do you think the biggest threat is in terms of you know 
Uh, do you think it's the Niners or the Seahawks or I mean the Cardinals look pretty dangerous coming up from behind here? She's yeah. shaking I'm, her head. I'm Everybody high. listening to this, Dan <laughs> is shaking her head. At I am very idea. high on Kyler Murray and what <laughs> oh, they're he's doing. He's a good kid. And what they're doing in the Cardinals organization. So I'm it's, very high yeah, on that. Yeah, but in, in three years, it'll be great. They, mm-hmm. they, that team just. So they're is three still, years out. I think maybe two to three years. Um, mm. that they Kyler Murray was a great kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's He's got what it takes to be. You know, right in there with the Lamars and the Patricks and the Russells and all the the running yeah. mobile quarterbacks, um, Deshaun Watson even in that point. But um, the rest of that team is just so faulty. Yeah, they got one wide receiver. Congratulations. Mm. That's not gonna that's not gonna win you teams against the rest of this, you know, division. It's like the Cardinals missed every window that that was in front of them by one or two very poor choices and that's in either drafting or free agency mm-hmm. like you had all this time with 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 larry fitzgerald you had all this wasted time. his yeah. career it breaks my heart I would it's so sad it. he's it an incredible talent god i would have killed he's a great guy too. they had a great defense for a while too but then yep, they Clay missed Campbell the mark on, there and on offense guys. they they and that was bruce arians fault so going back that yeah. far bruce arians is a defensive guy that's why he decided to sign tom brady uh, other than the name recognition and he needed to get out of the Jameis Winston era. So yeah. he needed to, who, by the way, had the number one offense left throwing passing offense. I mean, the kid threw <laughs> yeah, an interception. Winston was not a bad quarterback. But man, he threw for 5,000 yards. So, I mean, we have to give him credit But he there. also had 30 picks. So exactly. that's not real good. There was a real balance there. <laughs> but at the same time, Bruce Arians doesn't want to coach up a quarterback. Yeah. And so no. he didn't have to coach up Tom Brady. Sure. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's what and happened. And he already has Arizona. all the offensive I mean, weapons. I think of Aaron's yeah. track record with quarterbacks. He either inherits... Mm-hmm. A great one and does nothing with it. Right. It doesn't get or, better. Yeah, yeah. It never gets better. And we knew that, and he, they, I mean, the Cardinals organization knew that they were going to have to do something there. Arians was not going to be the guy to, to draft a QB and, and draft Well, him. Arians was down there with Kurt, right? That's not where, like, but before that, was, that, that was uh, on the back end of the Kurt deal? No, he was no, with the Colts. Was there. Yeah. He was part of the whole thing that let Peyton Manning out, yeah, of, but out of Indianapolis. Yeah, but when he was in, in Arizona, that no, was, that was post Kurt Warner. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they every quarterback he had ended up with a this broken was, collarbone or something. They, he was yeah. one of the guys that brought decided to bring in Carson Palmer. Yeah. Uh, ooh, bad choice. <laughs> yeah, he's tough, not a tough offensive look, Bruce. guy. You know, yeah. the, that's the, the the brilliance of. I forgot about when you don't I succeed heard. in Cincinnati. Maybe you should just retire. What so that true. man had the worst luck though, because he finally makes it to the playoffs and then he blows out the leg there. Yeah, and that was just a tough look. And he never recovered after that. No, I think he would have been all right had he just. Not I enjoyed had that watching him. Injury. He would have been yeah. all right. All right. Yeah. But he was. He was. He was a bad choice. I'm not. It was a bad choice for Arizona. Great. Yeah. Right. And and there was you know just a revolving door there and and yeah. but you saw what that defense did because mm-hmm. that's what Arians yeah. does right. you yeah. know and so yeah. that was good but now with clean you know Cliff, Cliffy is what we call him Cliffy, Cliffy. Yeah. um you know he is more offensive minded sure. but he's let his defense turn into a disaster and so well, they're gonna those, have to, it's gonna take a couple of years to get that up before they'll really kind of be in the mix those college defenses were just atrocious right so yeah he's got to tighten that up college he's is f- all about throwing the ball you know so yeah but you got to stop it though too that was one mm-hmm. thing that you know because cliff was with pat yeah. and 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 they could shoot it out you're gonna have to score 40 50 points a game to be in the game but they're gonna mm-hmm. give up 40 or 50 exactly and that just doesn't work well in the nfl no it's much no. harder again you have those those nfl <laughs> okay what about the Rams? because the chiefs tried it their first year with pat we tried to see how how many points we could score and not give up and <laughs> no, you know, that doesn't t- work out doesn't work out well um you not know the thing with the rams is you know they were the golden kid you know sean McVay was a golden boy everyone tried to hire a coach just like him you know i want the 30 year old to come mm-hmm. coach my 
well, yeah. we, we've seen what's happened. You know, it's, it's they were really good for a couple of years, and I still think that McVeigh is a fantastic coach. But at the same time, he managed to get his team to a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, on the no, heels of other yeah, success. That, but yeah, that was a little carryover, you know. But he also gave Jared Goff that ridiculous contract, so you know we have to kind of play that mm-hmm. game a little bit too. And now look what he's doing. He's he's piece by piece losing that team. Mm-hmm. There's something weird going on at the front office too, because Clay Matthews and Marcus Peters are both suing the Rams because they weren't getting their paychecks or yeah. something. There's, Super weird. Yeah, like something so there's, weird. Is there's going something on. else afoot there. You know, they still have Aaron Donald. I mean, you're going to get pretty far with that one player alone. But, you know, it, it's just we were watching uh, the football game I was watching before I came over here um, was the Buccaneers Rams game where Jared Goff just kept throwing pick after pick after pick, you know, from last season. And so it's like it, you have to fix those things. That kid is not going to be your answer. Mm-hmm. So um, while I think they are good enough to, you know, be a nine and seventy, maybe even a double digit win team off the heels of some of that defense, I think this year's going to be even harder than last year mm-hmm. for them. I really follow, kind of follow that through. So you see the NFC West as it's Seattle Hawks, or San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah, and it, what it comes down to is who wins those games, and we end up splitting them every time. And so we have to understand that, you know, these these two teams, you know, the, the Rams and the, and the Cardinals always try to pretend like mm-hmm. they're a rival to Seattle. Seattle could care less about those teams. And so <laughs> you, it's all about the Niners. It has been for years. I mean, and, and going back, clear back. And I think it's because those teams are very similarly mm. built, you know, yeah. and so they play a lot of the same. Seattle is so much more run based and San Francisco really relies more, you know, on Garoppolo, who we saw what happens when he went out. It's Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. It that's, just, he's, he's more that's, pass based. Yeah. And, and when, when they're not yeah. good in crunch time, though. In Super Bowls, no, no, Bad in any game, in any game. they fight, yeah, yeah to yeah. the end, and yeah, and so you, they have that, and that's a little Garoppolo ish, mm-hmm. you know. But when he went out two seasons ago in Los Angeles, I mean, they were what a three win team. I mean, they yeah. just, and it was too based on that, and so I think they've balanced a lot more, um, and they've brought in a good, a couple of good players, but I still think that their power is is that passing game, mm-hmm. where and then in Seattle last year we had some problems on defense which is unheard of for seattle mm. but they just did they struggled you know that secondary got you know the legion of boom went away and so we've been kind of trying to piecemeal those pieces back together and we have some great people now but it was a little too late last mm-hmm. year you know Jadavian Clowney came in and now no one knows really what's up with him in seattle um and then you know quandary Diggs came in and made an impact instantly and so i think they've started to figure that back out and then Four running backs got injured in two games. Yeah, yeah. And that so was that That's was just like, look. what are you going to do? Hard to recover from that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I think it's just at the end of the season between those two teams, I still truly feel and it's not because I'm a Seahawks fan. I have a lot of respect for the Niners and the way that organization is run, and I think it's going to be who has avoided the injury bug the most. Yeah, right? it's yeah. kind of what it comes down. Well, I think to. that's how every team looks at it as you come down the stretch. Like if you can avoid injury, you're going to do really well in the NFL. It's whether or not you can avoid it because I mean if if you if we lose Pat or Pat and Tyreek, we're going to be in deep trouble. Mm-hmm. And if or even if we lose a running back, unless and a you're receiver. the exception of the rule, and I go back to the Patriots, yeah, I'll tell you how that works. I, yeah, I would love to hear that yeah. because I, I mean this is what we 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 got into it the other day mm-hmm. because I believe that a lot of the Patriots' success is more Belichick based. He believes it's more Tom Brady based. We just said, had that argument well, on our every podcast. time Tom, every time that Tom Brady went out. They maintained their success. They didn't win a Super Bowl with Matt Castle or Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. but they still won games. Mm-hmm. That's 
coaching. Even with Jacoby Brissett, he even with Jacoby yeah. Brissett, they yeah. still won games. That's coaching mm. right. and great management of the cap. Mm-hmm. And that's what this comes down to. You know, everyone. We we the conversation started as I said that the Kansas City Chiefs are trying to recreate the New England dynasty. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that as much as I love and respect Andy Reid, he is not Bill Belichick. There is Bill Belichick and then the next level down, the Pete Carroll, Andy Reid, Sean Payton's, those other very successful NFL coaches. Belichick is wired differently. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing that had to go with that dynasty was Tom Brady is the most chronically underpaid player in the NFL. He should have made easily probably double what he did. Patrick Mahomes' contract should have been Tom Brady's contract a couple of years ago as much as he won. If you were really, truly basing it on winning and Mm -hmm. what he was doing within the league. But Tom Brady never took that. I I don't know Tom Brady. I've never met Tom Brady. I don't really have an interest. I'd love to interview him. I I don't have an interest to hang out with him. I don't want to chit chat with the little wackadoodle because he is a little wackadoodle. But I think think he carried he cared so much more about his legacy than he ever did the money mm. that he agreed to that to a certain extent or maybe bill said then go play somewhere else because yeah. you're not yeah. gonna pay here and so then what have if you pay two or three players four players because he had gronk even god help us aaron hernandez back in the day you know and that before that but that allows disaster. to pay players like a julian edmund right allows- right and then you rotate in and out. Everybody else is a rookie or someone on a one-year vet deal. Mm-hmm. There's no consistency in the rest of it. And the point is, do your job. Right. Well, that's that's been I I, I mm-hmm. watched like documentaries and stuff with them. Like the biggest thing, if you're a patriot, right, you just do your job. Right. And don't buck the system. That's why right. Cam Newton is going to be so much fun to watch in New England. I can't wait for those football games. I, I think it's going to be. I said I don't think he makes a team. Okay. I don't think he makes a team. I just I don't think I think. If when you're talking about a kid who was the face of the franchise in Carolina and they got rid of you and you take a one year minimum league deal to go play in New England, it's either going to be this. It's either they're going to they have nothing to lose Mm -hmm. and or he's not healthy. I don't think he's healthy. I think he's battling through a couple of things because he wasn't healthy last year. And how are you going to say he's healthy this year? Well, he didn't play most of last year, though. Right. Because he wasn't healthy. Right. So he had a full year of recovery. Maybe. Yeah. You no, know, I, think I, I, I think you have to look at like, then why would he just take a league minimum deal? Why because, would anybody offer him any real money if he was healthy? So interesting. Because you already know what he can do. You know, he's got a cannon for an arm yeah, and he can run yeah. and he's a big body and you're, and a team like, let's see, who's a team that's struggling with quarterback? Uh, the Bears, the Jets. <laughs> I mean, we could just roll down a list right. of teams, right? That really want to take a chance on a kid and you give him two years. Hey, we'll give you two years. $20 million or whatever it is because you know he's worth it if it pays off but he's not healthy that or they're just like hey we'll put you in training camp we'll see what you're worth and if not we're not at anything I, million bucks I don't know that I don't agree with that necessarily I, I do think I, Cam Newton is wired pretty differently and I, I think he's more and th- this is all respect it, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean like Chad Johnson Ocho Cinco He's a weird little dude. <laughs> T.O., you know what I mean? Like, they're flamboyant. Deion Sanders, they're flamboyant. They're loud. And they're like, you disrespect me, I'm going to prove it to you. And I'm going to prove it by going to the best coach and being paid the least. Mm-hmm. Because that way, you have no, you know, nothing to come back with. Mm. And, and so I think that, I think, we have to remember, Kim Newton But a lot of those healthy. guys that went there didn't have success, though. They went there and just played. They didn't have success. There's two different things there. Yeah. Like, Josh Gordon went there. 
He'd had no success. Yeah, but that was on Josh Gordon. That wasn't on the Patriots. Josh Gordon's a yeah, different. Yeah, but you're still playing in the same league, or you're still playing for the same team. Yeah, but I that's that's a, that's a personal situation with Josh Gordon because you know he's in, he was in Seattle last year and he's still man. I mean, he could he couldn't fit anywhere. Josh he Gordon had some issues going yeah, into it. I mean, he, he was held out of years issues. for drug right. issues. Yeah. I, I know. I yeah. guys, I understand that. But I'm saying what I'm what I'm trying to say is that those guys that go there, right, that take the mm-hmm. minimum deals, they either. They're they're not ever really having a ton of success. They're not the Edelman. They're not winning they're Super not Bowls. They're not the Gronks. They're no, they not are winning th- Super Bowls. Actually, they yeah. just start. <laughs> yeah, they won a lot of Super Bowls, but those guys weren't like important parts. To I thought. I mean, I was going with the Terrell Owens. Oh yeah, yeah. You know when he went to the Bengals with that one year with Chad Ochocinco, which was fascinating to watch, but they didn't do anything. Well, and that probably had more to do with coaching. But I I think that to be on, and and they were older. We have to remember these players are older. Cam Newton's not that old and he wasn't injured for most of his career. It's only been a year and a half mm-hmm. really where he had injury issues and and he sure looks yeah, big. I think the Broncos explain, broke him. Explain this to me. <laughs> so you take a, a injury prone Teddy Bridgewater pay him a big deal and ship off a maybe healthy Cam Newton that you already know what you get in him. So I, I don't understand how any of that makes sense. Well you also have to remember personalities within a locker room and if the Panther But, but that guy has been there for the last what seven years? Yeah so maybe they're done with it. Maybe. You know what I mean? Don't and they so have a new coach now? They do. Who's their new coach? And so, uh, they got because Rivera's Rivera. gone. Yeah, yeah, Rivera's in, in Washington. Washington. Right. Oh, it's just escaped me. All right, well, let's look All it right. up. Let's yeah. look it up. Sorry, I'm sorry. I should know that. No, no, no. I don't. Um, but so it, it, here's the thing. You know, there's you know, there's there's a lot of good examples where a player's in a locker room and they're Matt still Rule. playing. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. From new Baylor. Kid. Yeah, yeah, new kid. Um, and so maybe that, and maybe he doesn't fit the system that mm-hmm. they want him to play in because, and that's going to be the fun thing about the Patriots. Could you talk about two opposite players, the way they play yeah. Brady and Newton? Mm-hmm. And so that is going to give them, you know, so many more options. So the debate we had was, will this year prove that it was Brady or Belichick? Sure. That's and, the exact yeah. same conversation so, we had. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think that, to be honest with you, I think they're both going to have success. I, I don't think even that with Arians as the head coach. For I Tampa do Bay. because Tom Brady. The only thing that, and this is no disrespect to the AFC, but he's gonna have to play in the NFC in the South. You're gonna have to deal with the Saints, and you're gonna have to deal with the Falcons. And that, you know, on paper, maybe the Saints is obviously pretty intimidating. The Falcons not so much, but those defenses they have been aching to knock Brady down regularly for well, a long I think, time. And I think we kind of said it a little bit earlier. Like this is kind of that. John Fox, Peyton Manning thing, right? Like he, Arians knows like Tom can take the yep. reins and Let he's going to drive it, it and, well, say, and, and he's so, going to put the guys in the right position because but as far as the, he, because he is an executor, he knows exactly where these guys needs to, where his guys need to be. And he knows how to do it. That's why I think Cam's not going to have the success. If he makes the team, he's not an executor. Like he plays well, but he was nothing compared to the execution level that Tom had in New England. And so, and they don't have the skill players to back it up either. So In New England? No. Name a receiver. Julian Edelman. Name two receivers. <laughs> I mean, you took the easiest one. Well, yeah, but, you asked yeah. me for but a receiver. But you also have to remember their defense. You know, they have the McCourty Twins. They're, they do have a really decent yeah, their defense. defense is yeah. Gonna, yeah, their defense mm-hmm. is going to keep them in there. The McCourty Twins, those kids play out of their brains. Oh, I know. They're I love them. beautiful to watch. But. Sanu is but, still there, isn't he? But they have, they don't. Yeah, I think so. Sanu's there, and then they got uh, the other little, uh, uh, what was it, Chris, 
Hogan. Hogan, mm-hmm. yeah. And, oh, he was always just. And then a they have guy. they have that. He is, they he's have, a filler. They have I, that. You no know, they got they got the rookie running back, the Sony Michelle, but he's not even. He did nothing last year. He well, was a bust. And, and that'll be interesting to see if that they was Tom Brady's fault. They still made the playoffs. They still made the but playoffs. That division I mean, is so soft, bro. They make the divi- They made the they made the playoffs for twenty years in a row. Fine, I could say that about the Chiefs. The division was soft because it was. It's, it's going to be real soft this no, it's year. Not. Oh, no, it's going to be better this year. We can talk about that if you want to. This division is going to be a little better. I'm loving year. it because some, finally somebody else is disagreeing with Mark <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Typically, like, I, it's all disagreeing with me well, because I'm the Broncos Cardinals fan okay. here. Okay, well, listen, I'm not saying the Chiefs aren't going to win the division. I'm not saying I that. never said that okay. either. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's Because yeah, they have the same roster. It's hard to argue against it's, that. They have pretty close to all the same All I've roster, said is yeah. don't be surprised if the Broncos win one of the two games. I wouldn't be surprised in that either if they win the Denver game. I think that, you know, and looking I'm at the shocked. Uh, at looking at we the- have a uh, bottle of Four Roses whiskey and Ooh. and some other items <laughs> riding on that. Yeah. Just win one game. Just, just win one? one out of the two. Yeah. Oh. And everybody's been ridiculing me for 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 because well, for- you live in Kansas City and so well, yeah, listening. I live in Kansas City, but also like that's what that's your job as a fan. Yeah. No matter what, I mean, even if they had Joe Flacco quarterback, I'd be less likely to make that bet. Okay. But I'd be like, you know what? Fine, I'm a Broncos fan. I gotta go all in. But I feel pretty good about winning one out of two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I'm glad you it, feel that way. <laughs> well, let's hear let's hear somebody who I, actually well, researches sure. yeah. the West. Well, okay. I would love okay. your opinion on this. So Let I her talk. I think that if I'm being on if I'm being 100 honest, I think the Chiefs will win the division. I don't think that you know there's much question that they'll 100 well, honesty. That was so Callan Carr. I always say okay. we always say this. Everything looks shiny on paper right now. Yes, sure. you get a couple of weeks into the season, you start losing some players. Maybe you know. Mahomes is out for a couple of games like before with an injury Mm -hmm. or Hill or whoever. You know, there's always those caveats. But on paper, just looking at the names, it's real shiny and it's real pretty and they're probably going to win the division. Probably go to the AFC Championship game. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so... But when you look at the rest of the division, it's going to be stronger this year. And I think that, in my opinion, the Broncos had one of the best drafts of any of the teams. They mm-hmm. nailed it. I wanted Jerry Judy so bad. I was like, I was so jealous. Watching the him doing his, his routes. Oh, he's it's just unreal. so pretty. I know. It's just crazy. And I actually think Drew Locke is going to be a good quarterback. I think that he is going to give them a little bit of a spark, a little bit younger. You know, they've had old guys in there for mm-hmm. a while now. I mean, they had the Paxton Lynch. We don't need it's to It's the one major those. failure of John Elway. Well, he was able to bring in Peyton, you, you but know, since then he has not... He's failed at quarterback for nearly a decade. And I think that he got overruled on Peyton Manning and said, yes, you're getting him. Because my theory is I'm not a Elway fan all that much. I Sorry. Me either. But, I, have, I have to be. And I love, <laughs> yeah. My theory is he wants to be the greatest Broncos quarterback of all time. So we don't want to bring in anybody too good to take him away from that. But that's just me being a little snarky. Well, but, I would say I, mean, I would say, I mean, I I would say he was, he's establishing he himself right. as the greatest Broncos of all time because he did it as a quarterback right. and now doing it as a I general manager. I think he manager. just has that quarterback chip on his shoulder, though. I still do. Because as general manager... I think he misses playing so much I think you're that right. he... I think you're right. I agree completely. That it's hard for him to pull the trigger on significant talent mm-hmm. because he wants to be the one doing it. And I will tell you, Peyton Manning was a great get, but Von Miller was the best trade he ever well, had. Oh, yeah. So good. I also think, too, and maybe you can elaborate on this more, is that a, a lot of uh, kids are overvaluated in in the in the college system so they go oh this kid has just got an arm and he's so good but i think there's a lot of things that when they're evaluating talent that these guys overlook and then when they get to the league because that that jump is massive it is it's not like anybody can do it and we've seen it we see it every year we'll see 
three or four kids that go in the first round and they all look clueless out there because that next level mm. and it, it is is such an, a See, massive jump. That's why I think and I think Drew, I think when he's evaluating talent, he goes, "Oh, I like this kid. He's got a big arm, big frame, all these, all the the right attributes." He's a you prototypical have. quarterback, right? right. Yeah. That's and, why. But I think then they Drew get Locke, there and their brains are just scrambled eggs, and he's like, "I don't know what." That's why I know. think Drew Locke is different because he, I, you saw that with Brock Osweiler, you saw that with Paxton Lynch. They were lost puppy dogs. Completely. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. but Drew Locke's personality is much different than those guys. Yeah, they had cannons for arms, but Drew Locke has actually shown. Like the, 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 I guess what I'm saying is I think John Elway has learned from those because Drew Locke has that like humility about him. Mm-hmm. He's actually seeking help that the other quarterbacks didn't do. He's becoming more of a leader in the locker room that the other quarterbacks didn't do. Um, That's why I have a little bit more hope in him mm-hmm. because it seems like he's more of like a quote Patrick Mahomes type quarterback rather than so that's a wild comparison i i'm saying as a le- as a as a leader or okay. as somebody who's willing to learn yeah versus i'm all that mm-hmm. you know brock osweiler gets mad because he plays peyton manning over him and then wants to go to a different place yeah paxton lynch who doesn't want to put in the extra work mm-hmm. he doesn't want to play at all he doesn't want to play at all <laughs> yeah you get paid you're like yeah he's like jamarcus all. russell you know <laughs> Without the money. <laughs> well, he's like, uh, what's the kid that played at Mizzou? The uh, uh, Daniels, right? Chase Daniels. Chase Daniels. He's yeah. like been the. He's made so much money, and he's like, but played. like Drew. We Locke call is- those guys the clipboard kings. They're brilliant. Yeah. They're- if you can be a perennial backup, yeah. and you don't ever have to play, but maybe two games your entire career, you're brilliant. Yes. You've made millions of yeah, dollars right. for doing nothing, mm-hmm. but you got to say. I played in the NFL. I won a Super Bowl. If yeah. I was yeah. a backup, whatever it may be, you know, not every backup is there to step in for the next one. They are simply there to. Good job, buddy. Nice he's job. Been, he's Move been on. in the league for like twelve years, though. <laughs> and when your plan fails because you're Matt Castle years. and Tom Brady gets hurt, and then you realize you have no <laughs> idea what you're doing. Oh my god! <laughs> you make a lot of money, but yeah. then you're then yep. you're a then laughing you look stock. Like a moron. Right. Exactly, but that's but okay with twelve million dollars. What I'm saying is that that's why I feel like Drew Locke is different. Yeah. than these previous quarterbacks and why I have more hope in the Broncos actually doing something mm-hmm. because they, here's a kid that looks like he has some motivation and the talent. When you, when you were talking about evaluating, mm-hmm. I think there has been a shift in the NFL, especially when it comes to quarterbacks, but I think it's come for almost every position group mm-hmm. is that they learned a lot. I call it the Johnny Manziel rule. This kid looked fantastic in college. You know, he won mm-hmm. all the accolades, won all the awards, came in and was a moron on the field and in his personal <laughs> life. Yeah. Right? No maturity. And I think that from then we've seen some, I still feel that way about Baker Mayfield. I don't know what Cleveland, it's a whole show talking about Cleveland. But, um, you know, Baker Mayfield has that, you know, immaturity. And I think what scouts are now looking for with the big arms and how, you know, the Keenans and the bigger statues. But now they're saying, you know what? You look at, you know, Lamar Jackson. You know, he's more Russell Wilson. They're not very tall, but they're mature and they can yeah. still throw. And they look for those kind of intangibles, the willingness to learn how quickly do you pick up on things? How smart are you? How mature are you? Are you going to cause a scene somewhere? You know what I mean? And right. because of that maturity level and in their interviews, I think they're starting to get a feel and they're looking for, yeah. and I think Drew Locke does have that. He's got that maturity level. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know him personally, but I'm assuming he seems to, and he seems to pick things up quickly. There is that quarterback IQ. Mm-hmm. And 
not everyone has it. They want a playbook put in front of them and told exactly what to do mm-hmm. and they'll do it and they might do that great in college, mm-hmm. but that's not the way it works in the NFL. You have to improvise and only high quarterback IQ can really do that. Sure. The funny thing is I'm not a quarterback fan. I don't like quarterbacks. I think they get way too much praise. I'm a defense lover, mm. but as these quarterbacks are coming up and you're seeing those maturity levels grow and you're seeing the more variance of then the six, six, do you know, whatever mm-hmm. this tall can right. throw a ball. We're seeing a lot of changes in. And I think that that's great. I yeah. think that that's become more, but I do think you're right. I think a lot of players, especially from the old time scouts, the mm-hmm. older guys, they're looking for prototypical players instead of the actual player in front of them. Well, yeah, they're like, okay, so we draft six, seven DNs that are, you know, 285. Yep. They're and looking at their hand size is this, and they run the three cone this, and they run the 40 mm-hmm. in this. And that's, if you guys check all the boxes, that's the right. guy we take. And then, but when you, when you look at it from a business perspective, because at the end of the day, the quarterback is all about the business perspective Absolutely. too. And you're like, how's this guy going to perform as the face of the franchise? Mm-hmm. And, so some of that I agree, but then there's also guys that you look at and you go, okay, like Sam Darnold or Jared Goff, right? These guys have all the right attributes. They have all the right uh, metrics in terms of physical uh, talent. Mm-hmm. And then they get out there and for some reason, whether it's coaching or whether it's preparation or whatever it is for themselves that they just, they, they uh, misfire mm-hmm. as many times as they fire. Right. Right. And so... And maybe it's just something that it's like maybe we're in a in a fantastic position here because mm-hmm. we have caught lightning in the bottle, and it doesn't happen very often. I know uh, that. And a lot yeah. of teams <laughs> and a lot of teams get it, or you catch it for just a moment. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that's what's so exciting about being in Kansas City right now is because we have a glass jar. I do think full of lightning. Like I, it's very difficult to take my Broncos orange. I'm high on off. Drew. I'm high on right. Drew. But like. Kansas City did hit lightning in a bottle. Patrick is almost like, I, I don't know how you feel about this, and this is hard to admit as a Broncos fan, like as you just said, Bilichick is mm-hmm. to all the other coaches. Feels like, now maybe that's after one it's year. It's a little early It's to a call. little early yeah. to say that, but mm-hmm. he is something special. Oh, I think Completely he's I think special. he's a fantastic quarterback. He has everything that you need, and 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 he plays well, and, and he has, you know, great ability to improvise on the run and you know he's very mobile it, but it does come down to long long term the, the really elite quarterbacks mm-hmm. they play every game they don't get hurt they you know mm-hmm. or they you know get don't get hurt a lot they um evolve their game to change mm-hmm. it every single so i love patrick mahomes i think he's deserved every accolade that he's gotten but it's a little early to call him the goat because we don't know how his game's going to evolve. Well, we don't yeah. know how it's going to change. I think we need to watch Unfortunately, that. that title's taken for quite a while. I, I think so, if not for good, to be quite honest with you. And that makes me vomit a little to say. But at the same time, because I can't stand Tom Brady. But at the same time, you there needs to be that longevity there. Drew Brees is elite because he's played so while. Sure. Every so game, long. every year. Yeah. And so I think that that's where people are like, oh, I saw on Twitter today a Chiefs fan. He's like, oh, you might as well not play the next 10 seasons. We're winning the Super Bowl every year. And I'm like, oh kid if it was, was only it Mark? that easy. Was it, it might have been. It might have been. But the thing said, of it is, I, I he would sent never, that tweet would, to me or never. like text message to me as soon as the contract no. happened. I would never tweet that. And that's, you know, and I always say, <laughs> slow your roll because how hard is that to actually do Yeah, it's NFL? very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you there, see the Chiefs 
or Patrick coming back to Earth a little bit within the next couple seasons. I don't see them coming back to Earth. I see other teams catching. Gotcha. And so we have to keep in mind that you said, you know, he's the greatest talent. Who's, how's that going to happen? Well, we don't know because three years ago, we'd never heard of Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So you don't know in three years what new kid is going to come up. Well, and, and we said that about thing. Russell Wilson. Right. And before that, we said it about, And although you know, he did go Matt. to two Super Bowls and win one, people mm-hmm. have caught up to him. It, they just do. Yeah. I mean, that's just what happens over time. The game evolves and people catch up. Game plans mature. Mm-hmm. You you change it. And the traditional pocket passer is really disappearing now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see more of that, you know, of the type of quarterbacks that, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, they move, they run, they shake. And maybe that's why Goff and Darnold are struggling mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Um, but I'll... <laughs> This is really uh, hard I for love, him to admit. No, I will tell you. Yeah, I lo- I get it because the they year spent after their whole lives waiting for. I it. know, and that's just it. Well, it's it's not even that. I just I I just think I think we're we're witnessing something very elite that might not ever happen again. Too right. We like, thought the we, same thing like in we're, Seattle. We're kind of on the front end of it. Of it, but this is why well, I wanted her to come on the show. <laughs> well, I it's think just the truth. It's, just, so, it's, it's it, very it is, and it's no disrespect yeah. because it's that's we thought the same thing in Seattle. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the best defense. For Pete five Carroll, years Russell right. Wilson. You had right. your coach quarterback combo yeah. that was and the greatest defense and the, in and football. A great, yeah, oh yeah. And then you had the Eagles a few years mm-hmm. ago. Everyone was yep. This is it. They're mm-hmm. the new so dynasty. Never really on the Eagles. Well, you know, but I mean, so it, it does rotate, and so. They're like, this team is special. Mm-hmm. How many freaking times a year do we hear that? Yeah. It's probably true for everybody. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you never know what's around the next corner or who or new coaching or new style sure. or do this. And so I- I've been in exactly your shoes. And I was the person who you couldn't touch. I'm like, forget it. This team is, we're winning Super Bowls forever. Mm-hmm. Well, and then we went to a second one mm-hmm. and it got even worse. Even though we lost it, I'm like, that's fine. We're going to go back again in two years. No big deal. And it just doesn't always work out that way. I think I think we're I, th- I think uh, we're not um, we're not on the same page. Maybe like you <laughs> you think I think I'm thinking we're gonna win ten Super Bowls in a row. Well, that's I what he said. I don't. I, no, that's <laughs> okay. not my thought at all. That's okay. not. That's not. That's not being realistic. No, because it doesn't happen in the NFL, and it it's very happen. difficult to get back to winning Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And it, that might be the only one Mahomes ever wins. It's it's very possible that that's going to happen. Now, I do like our chances just because of the way we have a little uh, a window. It's kind of like baseball. Like in baseball, you get a window, right? And this is our front end of our window. Mm -hmm. And then we might get a second window like mid before the the big cap hit if we don't draft well. If we draft well, then that late cap hit, we could still have another window. Absolutely. Okay? So it's all based on those little samples or little windows. And I think right now we're... We outperformed the front end of the window because we went to the AFC Championship last mm-hmm. you know, two years ago, sure. and then we won it. So we kind of outperformed it, and so we're kind of catching it a little bit early. And that's why I think we might have some real, real success up front. Mm-hmm. But on the backside of the thing, it's going to be fun to watch. Oh, like it is. Even, you know, if we win one Super Bowl or we win ten, you know, <laughs> which would be a stretch, right? But that's unrealistic. I but don't know. if we, even if we win it. three or four, I mm-hmm. mean, it's going to be an incredible. You say it's ride. a stretch, but like we're it's just coming on the heels ride. of watching the Patriots make nine of them. Yeah, I, I agree. Sure. I, I mean, nothing is impossible. It's just really difficult because the sure. Patriots are the only ones that have done that. 
And so, but we're playing in the AFC West. So, I mean, <laughs> but you know, and, and a lot of, a lot of the Patriots success is because they played the Jets yeah, and the Dolphins, in the very and the Bills, true. but the Bills have gotten so much better. The, Bills and, the and, Dolphins did not. The Jets did not for, no. although the Jets were in one AFC championship game. Oh, it was so long ago. Yeah. But it was, that was like <laughs> With Mark, Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. Yeah. It's but fumble himself. But fumble. Yeah. No, so earlier you said your friend was super high on, uh, the quarterback in L.A. now? Yeah, um, the Chargers. Uh, yes. Herbert, right? Yes, Justin yeah. Herbert. So I, um, I'd like to know why, because I think he is uh, overvalued. Okay, but fair. And I, I want to hear, you, hear your um, To be fair with him, any other quarterback outside of Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is overvalued. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> You have to get, you have to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. But he, but no, th- she's big because of what we were talking about earlier. She said, because she interviewed all the quarterbacks when she was at the Senior Bowl, and she said he was mature, he was concise, he was, you know, very. She mm-hmm. asked him, because Lisa loves to get in their head. So she like, she'll ask him situational questions, and he answered them. He could roll them right off his head. Like she mm-hmm. goes, and the other ones, they, they were more, a little more shine, a little more shimmer, um, you know. Lilla's depth and she was so impressed with his football brain plus she's like that kid can throw like she was and that's real important to Lisa mm-hmm. if you knew her that's mm-hmm. a big deal and so she's real real high on him um, but neither one of us still think he'll start this year I think that um, Tyrod Taylor is probably going to start I'm excited to see what Anthony Lynn can do with Tyrod Taylor because here's the here's the deal with the Chargers I, I, they were stuck with Philip Rivers he was good enough they had to keep him but he was also boring enough. They could never change the game plan. And so they had to, this gives them the opportunity to try different things, to mm-hmm. move things around. I I still think that they'll probably end up third in the division, to they be honest with you. They have a salty defense. They do. They had some building blocks, and then they added a couple of mm-hmm. other pieces in the draft. Their defense has, yeah. has been... And you have to remember, they're fighting for their life in L.A. Mm-hmm. right now. They, they, I hate that. I have to say, I I'm sorry, too. I hate it. I, I loved them being in San Diego. I did, too. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. one of the worst decisions the NFL has made. Yep. And I don't I know absolutely why they hate it. it. Yeah. And, and they're like... It doesn't even make sense, because every team that tries to transfer into L.A. has died. Like, they right. just go there to right. die. Because they think, oh, but it's why LA. do two at well, one because, time? Because it's the think, dumbest they thing They think ever. the L.A. market is so big that they're able to absorb having two teams. I'm sorry, you had a just, great fan base Oakland in San Diego. Mm-hmm. That that city loved that team. They did. Mm-hmm. Why move them? And I think that they thought, they knew that that Oakland was going to go to Vegas, which was mm-hmm. oh, 10 times worse to, uh, you know, decision right. than these teams going to L.A. But they, I think they thought that they would absorb those fans. They're not going to absorb those no. fans. No. Raiders fans are their own world. They're not. They're well, not football going to. fans they are follow. just like uh, football fans are kind know. of diehard. Unless you're like a football team in St. Louis, then I think everybody there just <laughs> they, they just that, well, that's Louis, like they just shoot, they're like okay I've they just they trick this again. We got a football team for a little bit. So I've said it before. We'll in St. Louis, we'll go to the Titans or St. the St. Louis Bears was always a baseball town first <laughs> and a hockey town second. Yes, yeah. For adding sure. a football team. Team, you were always going to lose that battle in the worst stadium in the world too. Oh our it was an awful stadium. <laughs> I will tell you that garbage. you know we used to go over there a lot because Seahawks would play there once yeah. a year, and so we'd go over. It was just awful in there, and I thought New Orleans it was the was worst bad. experience in the world. Like you would have like eighteen people like, yay! Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, we're just asleep in the stands. You know, it, it was really dark. It was really yellow overcast. It was horrible. I kind of felt the same way about New Orleans before they redid it, and now mm. it's much better. Mm-hmm. But it was just like I I hated going there. But but I think that what has happened with the chargers is they're fighting for their life because they need to get 
their fans in the stand. They have to, mm. you know, they're um, the, the fans that were there for those games are over 60% away fans. Now that's going to be a problem for a lot of teams. It happens in Miami, any destination football spot. So LA people are going to go there on vacation in the middle of winter. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to those games, you know, and that's what's going to happen in Vegas. They have that huge stadium that looks like, you know, a Roomba, but whatever, <laughs> but it's, it, they're going to feel that's going to be over. Cool, it's a nice stadium though. It's, it's going nice. to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be half away fans because it's Vegas. People For are going to sure. go there on vacation. Um, even we when we were in the Dallas, we went to a I, Dallas I'm game. I think the Oakland fans travel well, though. That's a quick little. That's a quick flight to they're Vegas. Pretty salty. And and I think they're they're the right fan base for probably Las Vegas. Like <laughs> that's <laughs> you know if you were going to choose a fan base that that might be a top one. You know. Well, they won't have much of a team to cheer for. That's yeah. for sure. That I, yeah. I think that, you know, I always say long-term contracts at one point or another are regretted. And I've said that about mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes and it's either by the player. Cause and that's not just in the NFL. That's, that's every, every sport, sport. Mm-hmm. because the player either outplays the contract that they've signed for sure. or, or Cheryl's perfect example for that or, or they underperform it. Then, then the ownership, it regrets it. Mm-hmm. Um, or the oh, fan base regrets like six, it. Six, seven years is the sweet spot. You it should is. never go anything you should never further go than over that. Six. Um, or the other teams, you realize the fans start to regret it because they realize other t- play, you know, elite players can't come to th- whatever it is. Somewhere mm. in the mix, it will be regretted. And I always say the worst long term deal was John Gruden being the coach. I, mean, Rich, I can't believe that. Uh, it's the I worst decision. That. I John Gruden is hysterical to listen to, but he has made a disaster of that team. And now Mayotte coming in was a huge help because mm-hmm. they drafted very, very well, um, and they have some great pieces in there. But they're, I mean, who you pick, Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota? Really? Those are your choices? Yeah. You know? I mean, and so... Well, Gruden was very high on Mariota out of college. Yep. He, they did the little Gruden camp thing, and he he thought he was the best talent he had seen in a long time. So maybe maybe that's the flex play there, that they're going to... Maybe he feels I feel bad comfortable for Derek Carr. coming back and I do, too. Out. I kind of like the kid when he first came out, and I think... Being a Raider has done him a great. I disservice. think in another team he would be a different. He would have been thriving. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. A, I I feel bad for the kid. Yep. If he yeah. was smart, he should have. He should. He was the better of the Car brother quarterbacks. Oh, without question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would have loved to have seen him in Cincinnati. I know that sounds crazy, but I think he had the maturity. Oh, level. that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I think so too. I think that that would have been a good landing spot because he would have been king of that town, mm-hmm. and he would have had a younger coach who understood how he wanted to play instead of Gruden, who still thinks it's 1995. You know, so I mean, it's <laughs> it's just an annoying. But I think the Raiders are end up last in the division. Um, I do think the Broncos will end up second in the division, but I think right. it'll be a but good season. The Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions. <laughs> And they and they and it's going to be and it's going to be heartbreaking when they can't raise their banner this year because there's no fans. That to is super that sad. makes me so sad for people. Like it's that was one of the greatest feelings as a fan is to have, be mm. there and have the players on the field and the whole. Thank God they got their parade. I know, right? But it, to be there when they raise that banner and you get to own that, mm. that I hope and I really hope that the Chiefs organization and I think they will. We'll say if there's no fans, we're holding that. We're yeah, gonna do we, it until everyone's to. back. Yeah, I think they so have too. to do that because it is a special moment. It's, and, it, that makes me sad. Or they have to have a special event to do it. Mm-hmm. it you know where they can you know have it. Uh, I guess socially distanced or whatever. You know however yeah. they're gonna have to set it up. But but it, it's such an important and that's so a big part of my neighborhood are season ticket holders. Mm-hmm. And and they're just they're not happy what's going on obviously but um that's the one thing they keep harping on it's like we have to have that banner moment mm-hmm. you know we had 50 years for this thing right you gotta hang it up 
And I think and, they and, will. And we got to have the Yeah, I think you're right too. Um, which stinks that we have to we have to wait another year. Maybe we'll hang two banners. How about that? Maybe but you let's know, have a two for one. <laughs> let's do a two for one. We'll just roll them both up and just. What's sad is right now I don't know. I I would I would like to jar against that or disagree, but in the AFC I don't know. Without Tom Brady in New England, I know I'm high on the Broncos, but they're not a Super Bowl contender yet. Well, here's here outside of like a miracle. Yeah, you know, you get hot at the right time. Run. No, at least they're on the ascension, though. They're on the ascension. Yeah. I'm very happy yeah. with it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm. I've said this to him. I think we're gonna have a fun time period of Drew Lock versus Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Well, we had and, that and going. The Broncos still have a great defense that I'm very excited about. Yeah. I don't know who else in the AFC is even on par for a Super Bowl contender at this point. Yeah, no, nobody. Outside the of the Rams. Uh, sorry, not the Rams. The Ravens. Outside of, in the West or just in the league itself? Sorry. Eight, no, just in, just in the conference. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, NFC is a different yeah, beast altogether. They have a lot of contenders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. AFC doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, a lot of teams that are like close. Yeah. We're but, probably, I mean, we're probably, if we're being serious, the Ravens are definitely in there. Um, the Texans are going to be you there. You think the Ravens will play with the, the Texans chip on their are sh- not going to be there. They're, They're not, not going to be in the playoffs. I will tell contention? you, remember you when I was so? saying Belichick was at the yeah. top tier and then we had the second tier? Yeah. Well, Bill, Bill O'Brien's O'Brien down here yeah. on the floor by himself playing with Play Doh. Like, I <laughs> yeah. don't even know what is going on. Yeah, there. he's not good. I'm he's amazed that he's still ahead. But he's got, That's because he's the GM, too. Was he going to fire himself? Why do teams still do that unless you're Bill Belichick? I don't get it. It just drives me crazy. But they have. When the Broncos did that with Josh McDaniels, I about blew a gasket. Yeah. And I was still pretty young at that time to yeah. understand what was going you on. You have to have checks and balances, and there's not none a smart in play. Texas right now. It's no. not a smart play because you're trying to balance too many things. And you, as a as a person, you only have so much bandwidth of brain capacity there's that you're able to. There's only 24 hours yeah. in a day, yeah. and you can't you can't do both roles. No, unless unless you've just built a dynasty and you're like, hey, I'll take over the GM role for a little bit. You know what I mean? As like a supplemental thing, but taking it from especially where the Texans were. Like yeah. they weren't in a good spot. They just, I think that Brock, right? I think that's where they, Brock, and then they, and that's where, and that's where they got, um, they did, drafted Deshaun, right? Like Eventually that's where, they did yeah. the Broncos a favor, yeah. I guess, yeah. by taking him. But I think, they did. I think the you reason, I think deal. the reason why they're there is because they do have Deshaun because he is such an elite talent. Yes, but they just took his number one weapon from him. And I mean, you have to remember, you have to see what the Texans have done. They got rid of Dwayne Brown. And they're also Brown. old now. Like their running game is old. Their right. defense is old. Right. This isn't this isn't the same team from five years ago where you still had Arian Foster who was doing really well. And JJ Watt can't finish a season, yeah. and it's heartbreaking because he's mm-hmm. fantastic. And you know, so they have they, these parts are broken. There's mm-hmm. a lot of broken parts there. And if the ownership group was smart, they would go to Bill O'Brien and said, "This is your year." Yeah, you get it right or you're done, and get it right might just mean nine wins. Yeah, or eight and eight. I'm not yeah. even sure. I think that I actually I think the Colts are going to be pretty good in that. I know we're not going to talk about every division, but I think that the Colts are going to be pretty good just because Philip Rivers has one year. He's going to play his heart out this year. It's his last year. He's already got it's a coaching job. He's already got a coaching job for the, yeah. after this next year. He's playing one year. Mm-hmm. Um, either that or it's going to be a monumental disaster. One or the other. But they've I'm, got I'm some. I'm leaning great, that direction. I think they're on the path of an eight and eight. <laughs> I, 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 if you yeah. watched him play last year, I think we're trending on yeah, the monumental disaster. But you have to remember, it's disaster. a different. It's a different team, and they've got. But I think he actually has fans in the seats yeah, this time. And the, and the, and the <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> True. Maybe people cheering for him. <laughs> no, no, Indianapolous fans show oh, yeah. up. They yeah, love, oh yeah, they yeah, love yeah, their yeah. team. Well, there's not gonna be. There's probably not gonna be. Fans Nobody though, shows up for the Chargers games kids. except for LSU fans. <laughs> That's 
there. That's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's very so true. I don't know. I, if you ask me in the AFC who the real contenders would be, yeah. obviously it's going to be the Chiefs. It's going to be the Ravens. Um, I I don't think the Broncos get enough. Or not. I'm sorry, not the Broncos. The Bills. The Buffalo Bills are getting enough I think credit. The, yeah, I think um, so too. I think that their quarterback still has a lot to learn, and hopefully he has this offseason very been very busy for him spending time with other great minds and mm-hmm. i think that's been helpful to him i think that that's i think they'll win that division it's unless a, cam newton just goes off the chiefs are benefiting from a very weak conference it's right the now. exact same benefit the patriots got for yeah. all those years it, it, and that's why i think tom brady and the nfc is kind of funny because it's a different beast and and yes the afc ends up winning the Super Bowl a lot lately, and I always put that in a su- defense wins championships except for when you play Tom Brady because he <laughs> is the one who can make that happen a lot of times, you know. And so, um, and so I think which is that, why Eli Manning is the only one that's able to actually beat Tom, Tom Brady. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, and so which is bizarre, it's right? Tough so bizarre. Right? Yeah. So I think they they think you're right. There's just a handful, but we're gonna see some upstarts this year. I think mm. that every year there's there's always a team that goes from worst to first, or and then playoffs to you know the absolute worst so we'll see what that what that's well and Roethlisberger's shit. back too so I mean I think which that, is no help to Pittsburgh at all you don't think so <laughs> no because he'll get hurt four games in again uh, <laughs> but the you know you they've said lost he's been all their big year. pieces yeah. who else does Pittsburgh have Juju Smith-Schuster yeah, that's it Juju. And they got, so they, they can got score a handful of touchdowns. And they got a pretty good. De- I mean, they got a pretty their solid defense. defense. Is it's pretty good. I like Mike Tomlin and, and as a coach. Play, he's, like, he's a good coach, and I think he can coach that team to a, a possible playoff. They're playing. Well, I, I mean, playoff, they're too. playing. It, they're playing. The Ravens is going to be tough, but then they're playing the Bengals and the Browns. I mean, come on, dude. It's basically- <laughs> we keep waiting. Why do we? Why do we keep waiting for the Browns to get good? Like every year, we're like, "This is it. This is the year." Here they we go. They got Odell Beckham. It's I they know. got. Uh, they did just pay Miles Garrett a ridiculous amount of money, which I'm so jealous. I'd kill. For I that think kid it's the Seattle, same but. thing that we did with the Cubs for a hundred years. Like you know, as like this you know, it. as the national, we compared it as, to the Royals the other day, but as a national like uh, system, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody's like, okay, the Cubs really put it together. They got a couple big bats, they got a new arm, and they're going to do it, and they get flattened every year. Right? And they did it for a hundred years, and they that was the what same it's going to be the is Browns when the all thing. these other players are gone, and here's this like young, let, 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 more more of like what Tom Brady was when we didn't know who Tom Brady was. Mm-hmm. When he came, that's what will happen with the Browns. Mm-hmm. I agree. It won't be like a dynasty, but there will be that one year, maybe five years or 10 years or 20 years from now, mm-hmm. when here's this this golden child and then just the right pieces at the right time. That That's like what we'll have for to the like, yeah. yeah, The Browns will win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's the only way it's happening. It's, it's going to be a minute. <laughs> it's going to be a minute. It's Don't hold be, your breath out there. It's going to be Don't like the Royals winning the World Series. Yeah. You know, it's going to be like all these other mm-hmm. just one-time one-offs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because they don't, they don't have the system in place to make it longer than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they have to quit relying on Baker Mayfield. Quit trying to make Baker a thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let him just be a functional quarterback and let, you know, Chubb run the ball. Yeah. Right. He'll be fine. Yeah. Make him take a step back. You can't because Odell Beckham wants the ball. So he's got to throw the ball a few times. And then Jarvis Landry needs the ball. Landry's better. Yeah. Landry's probably better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I said that last year. He is better. He is. He's more fun to watch too. Yeah. I agree. It's no, quite agree. the talent. Yeah. But other than that, in the AFC, there's not a there's not a lot of, which is, like I said before, the benefit that the Patriots have. The Broncos have a chance. <laughs> they do. They're on the Ascension. I agree. I, I mean, they might backdoor into the playoffs, a little wild card spot, but I don't know if they get two win, a win against the Chiefs. So, I don't know. 
But we, we, I guess we can all agree. I think they've Here's done a lot of right things Here's in what... the past year. <laughs> well, and Denver's not an easy place to play, as we all well know, especially right. depending on the time of year it is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, congratulations. Is... You beat Joe Flacco in yeah. Denver. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't count. Yeah. But the interesting thing, and this is all, I mean, this is all perspective because this year everything changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have environments. Our two, our two favorite teams, the Seahawks and the Chiefs, rely Fans. on crowd noise. Yeah. That's what we do. Mm-hmm what happens when that's gone yeah. you know yeah. and so how does that affect the team mm-hmm. you know how how does it affect the way they play when it's dead silent and you can actually hear everything everyone is saying you know how does that adjust mm-hmm. you know make adjustments on the line and all that other stuff i think that we should ask is- the jacksonville team that's what we should we should well we should, this is where we should interview them and find out what it's <laughs> like, it's like they'll, know. they'll really have like quiet. yeah they'll be like <laughs> this is where the, the the teams that are well coached will actually pull out mm-hmm. yeah because I would imagine a team that Andy Reid coaches is going to say right here's what's going to be different and here's execute. what we're going to do yeah mm-hmm. right exactly yeah maybe more hand signals or I don't I don't know just it's going to be harder and teams like a Bill O'Brien team will probably be 5 and, and 11 or well, something well it's definitely going to be maybe. difficult when you're on defense as the home team Absolutely. you know what I mean where yeah. you're relying on that sound to kind of confuse the players and mm-hmm. to really no because, more false starts yeah. or anything. I mean, or, there might be yeah. a lot less penalties. I think that I think there'll be a lot more, more false scoring. start penalties. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and it's so it's and you have to remember just the energy and the sure. the movement. And it's yeah. I don't know if you guys have been down on the field during a game. It's windy as all get out from the people and the movement. I mean, there's it's so different. Oh yeah. It's so and we have seen that in MLS watching this um, mm-hmm. the MLS is back tournament that's going on right now. You know they're playing with no fans. It's different mm-hmm. it just yeah. feels different you can tell the players don't feel it the reaction to things like there's They're there's like, yeah. no yeah or you know everyone you know there's a foul and everyone starts yelling at the ref and then so they go to yell and they realize that they're going to get busted for calling the ref names they shouldn't mm-hmm. because he can actually hear what right. you're saying oh, now. Yeah. You know, and so there's there's a huge dynamic. You can there. say all day long as an NFL player that I'm not going to be affected by no crowd noise, you but then you're are. sitting there and you're finding yourself a slightly lack of motivation because mm-hmm. there's no adrenaline. How do you get hyped up? Yeah, right. it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be interesting. It'll be you're different. forced to act, and they're not actors; they yeah. are professional athletes. Right, and it doesn't matter. This season is going to be different, no matter what, because even if they let fans in, they're not going to let over twenty five to thirty percent in. Mm-hmm. So Correct. It's just not the same. Right. The stadiums so, aren't going to like Denver's known for their stadium shaking. That's not happening. Yeah, well, Seattle too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. yeah exactly the same. And so you're not going to have that. And so I almost feel like we need to put an asterisk in this year and say, yes, they're going to play the season. Yes, it's going to go on. But let's look at 21. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. it, just because I think it's going to happen. We'll have a sport way. to watch. And right. we'll have NFL to watch. You know you guys but can I'm come really... watch soccer with me. Soccer's Tell us a little good. bit. I mean, you yeah. are a giant sporting KC fan. Huge. Huge. I've been to a couple of games with you. They've yeah. been so much fun. They are. It's a lot. If you've never been out to that stadium, you have no idea how fun it is. It's such a blast out there. So we were not. So I'm a diehard football fan, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm all about you hit someone and knock them to the so ground. So much so where you can almost not watch a Seahawks game because you're terrified about I, what's going to happen, I, right? Well, this cracks me up about you. Do, you. I get real up. I get, yeah. I don't, the sports like The whole stress. point of football is I watching know. a football game. I can't watch field goals. They stress me out. I can't watch it, so I have to turn around. So if I'm in a stadium, I turn around. Yeah. And I missed the famous Richard Sherman tip where the Seahawks went to the Super Bowl and, you know, back there with the Legion of Boom because I was in the hallway pacing up and mm. down because they were, I'd get real, I get real worked up. <laughs> but soccer, 
soccer I can handle. I can do okay with soccer. I can tell penalty kicks. I can't watch those either. But um, so in 2010, our, we have some friends that live outside of London, and they came over, and the World Cup was going on, and mm. they spent a week in Kansas City, and then we went on to uh, vacation um, somewhere else. And so we, um, we they, of course, they were watching every game. And I'm sure. like, really? Oh, my God, soccer. And then I sat down, and they taught me the game. And I always say this, soccer is so much more complicated than people ever give it. You oh, know, for sure. Yeah. And and Seth and I were talking, it's much like hockey. You know, mm. hockey is so much more complicated. Soccer is the same, but on a bigger field. Mm-hmm. And, but, so I started to appreciate it a little bit more. We started watching it more. And then we went out to a Wizards game because mm-hmm. it was still the Wizards yeah. at that point. And they were playing. I almost forgot about that. Yeah. They were the Wizards forever. Sporting Kansas City is an original MLS game, uh, MLS team. There was just a handful of them, and Lamar Hunt said, this is going to be big, give me 25 years. And he was dead on. Mm -hmm. And so, brilliant mind, brilliant sports mind that he had. And so, so he started that. I mean, he was huge in that whole league getting started. And so, they were here, and we went to a couple games. I'm like, yeah, still not my favorite, but I'm starting to understand a little more. Within two years, we were hooked, and we had season tickets. And we got season tickets the first year sporting was out at their new stadium. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's just so much fun and it's it's so much different and it's not football but i will tell you there's a lot of tackling going on out there so we really enjoy it um and i think that right now they're starting to get some extra fans i you know i've introduced some people to it but there's nothing else to watch and so they're like oh my god you know premier league in europe and in in the uk and then you know mls here or even bundesliga the german talk people are watching it because there's nothing nothing else else. like we were talking you know we want to watch something some live sports but the mls bubble right now so the tournament that they're doing Mm -hmm. really is a precursor to see how it works Mm -hmm. so Mm. mls started and then NBA, and they're down. I don't know if you've ever been to the Disney Wild World Sports Complex down there, but that's where they, <clears throat> excuse me, practice for the Pro Bowl. So I spent a lot of time down there the last couple of years. Sure. And um, ginormous. But I kept thinking, there's no way this is going to work. They're going to keep them separate. Well, they do. They have very separate practice times. They've done a great job. But these players go from practice to their hotel room, yeah. to testing to the hotel room to the game, to their hotel room. They do not do anything else. And they still have managed to have two teams pull out because of too many positive tests. Mm. And so the NBA learned from that and they're getting a little bit better. They have had, um, I think only two positive tests out of 600 players or something. It's wonderful. Like they've done a great job um, or 600, including coaches and staff and everything. Mm -hmm. But, um, But they locked them down even more. And so... That will kind of show the NFL. And I think that's why the NFL and the NFLPA are really struggling right now because that is an impossibility for football. They cannot go. So many players. And they can't go do a tournament locked down in one spot. That's not how it works. And so then you have to do cross-country travel. Do we change the schedule? So a team is on a coast for three or four games. Do we just keep, you know, AFC and NFC together so that then we can have one? There's so many logistics when it comes to football. Plus so many more players. You have to remember mm-hmm. there's only 18 you know, guys on a roster, on game day roster for MLS. You're going to have 45 at yeah. minimum. 53. And, well, 53. But mm-hmm. then what are you going to do? Have an entire position group waiting in the wings yeah. to come in? Because right. one member of, let's say, your offensive line gets it. Well, you just had practice all day and you've been in, in position mm-hmm. meetings all day. Right. That whole group has to be quarantined yeah. for 14 days. Yeah. And so you yeah. have to have a whole... It, the logistics are going to be gonna It's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. But I think the NFL has the benefit here in terms of time. 
they get to they get to see what's works and what isn't working, uh-huh. and so they're going to evaluate that and what and what they're going to implement. So I think that's definitely the benefit for them there. Um, but yeah, it's it's just we're just in a this is a crazy year. Yeah, it is. And then there's the opt out. But if you started watching soccer based on the World Cup, that is the most incredible tournament ever. Mm-hmm. The World Cup because you get the best talent in the world playing each other. And so if that's how you started watching soccer, mm-hmm. you came at the right time. Yeah. Because a lot of times when you watch these other leagues, you're like, these guys don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they are professionals, world talent is way different. It is. And you get to see, the, the fun thing about it too is you get to see the Ronaldos and you get to see, mm-hmm. you know, the Messis. But they play with lower, you know, players that maybe aren't as good as them because they're not in Barcelona playing with a whole team full of, you know, sure. billion dollar players. And so, but you see them. And so you get to watch them bring everyone else's game yeah. up and raise the level. I love it. It's, yeah, it's, incredible. it's just so It's an incredible fun. game mm-hmm. when you see the world talent. You do. Because, like you said, you get guys that are the best in the world playing with other players that are very good. And just say on the local level also, cool. I love and the team intimate setting of sporting i mm-hmm. i enjoy those games mm-hmm. a lot oh yeah i almost wish a lot of baseball stadiums would would invite that kind of like almost one level mm-hmm. um surrounding stadium it's just you, you don't lack in noise um or excitement mm-hmm. but it's just it's so cool you're there, so close to the action mm-hmm. and there's an incredible amount of immediate energy yeah. That comes from a soccer game. Yeah, absolutely. Because they'd be like, oh, they're kicking the ball, kicking the ball, kicking the ball. Oh my God. Is it, you know, and, yep. and then the whole crowd just goes bananas. Right. In a snap. I, I would say I was ticked the first time, the first game I went to ended 0 0. I do have a problem with that. Which is actually yeah. considered a good game. Because, <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like, oh my God, like, that was a good game. Nobody great. scored anything. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do here? What do you mean they each get one point? I don't understand. Yeah. You know, the, inter- the, the funny thing yeah. about soccer, what you were saying, is it changes so quickly. I think that's what I like better about soccer than football. There's a lot of setup in football. And yeah. oh, get to the line. There's a progression. And, oh, we're going to do this. Right. And then there's more waiting. And oh, there's this or mm-hmm. that. Where soccer, literally one kick can score without right. question yeah sure. and so it's i think that's what i enjoy about it so much and then the sheer athleticism of those guys you know and and i've been to uh they have an event sporting has an event every year called pitch black mm. and um it's it's a fundraiser sure. you know for their victory project and and that sort of thing but they will um you get to go and sit down and have dinner with the players and the coaches and it's it's a lot of fun and you meet these people and the guys are tight. You know, I'm used to giant football yeah. players mm. these guys are little and they're small and you're like and you run nonstop for 90 minutes. They're right. like a football player on Incredible the planet that could do that. Right. And so I think that's very impressive to me. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been awesome. We just, we're just so happy to have you here tonight. Uh, thank you for coming on and thank you for being a yeah. friend of the show. Um, I think we can all agree on one thing that the Browns are still terrible. <laughs> Dana, how can people connect yeah. with you, follow you? So Where our, do we go? Our, our website is OurTurfFB, so for football, okay. OurTurfFootball.com. Um, you can access all the articles and everything there. Um, we also have a YouTube channel under the same name, um, and then which we've just started. So forgive, there's only a couple okay. of videos yeah. up there, though. We just started, so yeah. that's <laughs> um, And then on Twitter is where I do most of my... Um, so um, OurTurfFB is our Twitter account, and then mine is Dana OG, but it's D-A-Y-N-A-O-G. Okay. The okay, OG. Twitter. The mm-hmm. OG. Well, my last name's O'Gorman. I know everyone's like, really? Aren't you kind of old for that? I'm like, no, literally, it's my last name. I think that's so. cool. I think that's super cool. Yeah, so you can find her there, and then you can find us on Facebook at The Rivals Podcast. 
Yeah, that's it. Rivals Podcast. Yeah, at the Rivals Podcast. Yeah. We finally have a Facebook page. We finally have a Twitter account. Yeah, what's the Twitter account? Podcast Rivals. Yeah. So many things were taken that, already. Yeah, it's so we're nice. entering we, in this we really did, late. Yeah, we didn't choose the right name, maybe. But, but it, at Podcast Rivals. Yeah. We have or, one follower. It's Mark. <laughs> and you can follow me, MarkD01, <laughs> at, on Twitter, you, at MarkD01. Same thing on Instagram. And uh, check us out. We're, we're glad you're listening. We're, we're happy to have you. Thank you to Riegers. Thank you. Yeah, shout out to Rigers or Rigers for making. Why do you keep on saying that? We've told you how to pronounce it. It's Rigers. My my brain reads it the other way. Sorry. (laughs) Probably my my favorite. Well, I I guess I can't say that. I enjoyed Iron Horse, but one of my favorite local distilleries, Rigers, is fantastic. I would recommend trying it. Yeah, it's great. So yeah, we'll see you next week. Let's go from there. Let's do that. Rivals out.